Hey, thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope that you'll be able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope that this message will be an inspiration to you and that you'll find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Let me just, let me just say this and then I'm going to preach so you can stay standing if you could, stay standing if you could. I'm just going to say this and I'm going to preach, but I, I want you to understand that praise is a product of perspective. That oftentimes we praise God by how we perceive God. And if God was a little God, a little worship would be all right. And if God was a small God, a small praise would do. But how many know in this room tonight that we don't serve a little God? And we don't serve a small God. And we don't serve a God amongst other gods with a name like other names. But we serve the God that is above every other God with a name that is above every other name. And I wonder if there's anybody at Faith Assembly on a Wednesday night that before a preacher preaches could open up your mouth and take 30 seconds and let all of Orlando know that our God reigns. see God move I came to experience God not just talk about God I want you to know that some of us treat praise and worship like praise is the product in other words we only praise God when God we will only praise like that when the thing we want happens we treat praise like a product but what if I told you tonight that praise is not the product praise is the thing that has the ability to produce the thing oh the ability to produce the thing you've been waiting on. So if you need a miracle in your body, you need something in your mind, something in your family, something in your marriage, don't wait till I preach the message. I'll give you 15 more seconds right here. And I want you to praise God like you already know that it is finished. It is finished. Somebody lose your mind for 10 more seconds and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Do it, Lord. Somebody shout real big. All right. I feel one of them old school, Holy Ghost, sweaty Pentecostal preachers coming on me. I feel one of them revival, devil rebuking, cancer rebuking, revival messages coming on me. And I feel like I'm in the right place. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab them, turn them on. Amen. We're in 2021. Uh, You can stay standing if you could. If you could, I'm sorry. I know you've been standing all night, but just, I promise, I'm going to stand longer than all of you. Come on, somebody. Just grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts. And while you're turning to the book of Acts, chapter 28, let me just say how much of an honor it is to stand in this pulpit, in this church. Your reputation precedes you. 
And I hope that you know that there are thousands and thousands of people all across the world who would love to be right where you are tonight. Amen. Thank God for the leadership of this church, your lead pastors. Thank God. Come on, if you love your lead pastors, I honor you, sir. Thank God for you and your wife. I honor this staff. Come on, if you love this staff, you ought to give God some praise. I honor this staff. Thank you for having me. And uh, I just feel like preaching a little bit. Can I preach it like I feel it? The, the, the truth is that when God gets ready to do anything, when he feeds a people, he feeds them according to their eating. The book of Exodus says that he fed the manna according to their eating. According is a musical term. It means in harmony with. In other words, whatever you leave with tonight is an indicator of the appetite you brought. That's why you can be in one service with this many people and God do 15 different, 20 different, 50 different, 100 different things. Why? Because it was all determined by the appetite you brought and determined the meal you received. And I believe God is trying to open up the windows of heaven tonight and pour you out a blessing. You don't have room enough to receive, but you got to be hungry enough. Amen. Uh, in other words, what I'm trying to say is all you can eat tonight. It's all you can eat. My beautiful wife is here. And uh, she's incredible. We've been married a long time. And I got an incredible little girl in the front row, three years old, and just a miracle. Doctors told us we couldn't have kids. They said we wouldn't have kids. Um, and, then, and then one of my good friends, Pastor Sammy Rodriguez, he prophesied in, all, in uh, November 30th of 2017 that we would have a child. And little did I know it wouldn't come through the womb. It would come through adoption. But what we didn't know is that when we found out the birth date of this little girl we were going to adopt that would become our daughter, we found out that he prophesied November 30th, 2017. Her birthday is November 30th, 2017. That on the night he prophesied, God gave us our miracle because God is faithful. Amen. So you're in miracle territory tonight, whether you know it or not. Amen. Well, are you ready for the word tonight? Everybody watching online, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I feel revival in the room. Acts chapter 28, I came to preach. I came to see God do some stuff tonight. Nobody can stop God. Nothing can stop God. Acts 28, 1 through 6. Familiar passage of scripture, but perhaps the revelation is not so familiar. It says this, Now when they had escaped, they found out then that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed unusual kindness for, for they kindled a fire. And they made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But Paul shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked a long time and saw no harm, they changed their minds and said, he must be a God. It is my assignment tonight on this fourth night to preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost to tell you that everything that's about to happen in this next season of your life has to happen all around the fire. I 
I came with a prophetic word tonight to tell you that the enemy has worked awfully hard the last year and a half to keep God's people from becoming God's church. But I came to tell you everything that's going to make you successful in the next season prophetically is going to have to happen all around the fire. Let me pray and I'll preach. Father, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for, Lord, this place, this people, this leadership, this pastor, the angel of the Lord over this house. Lord, I praise you for it, God. Now speak, Holy Spirit, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Somebody who believes this, shout amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. As you're seated, just look at somebody. Say, all around the fire. All around the fire. Thank you, my friend. If there's anything tonight I believe you have to know at the onset of my message is that when faith is first seen and faith is first known and when conversion first happens, when faith is first seen and known and conversion first happens, it is a glamorous thing. When faith first shows up in your life, faith is glamorous. You should have said amen. Because it is a glamorous thing to watch the addict come down to an altar and be set free up under the power of the Holy Spirit. It is a glamorous thing to see somebody come down here with anxiety and depression and find peace that passes all understanding when they invite the Prince of Peace into their heart and down into their soul. It is a glamorous thing to watch somebody be sin sick, come down to an altar, and in one moment, everything that they want be washed away and all behold all things become new because when faith first shows up faith is glamorous and it makes me want to ask the question at the onset of my message are you thankful you're saved Oh, you're too quiet on me tonight, but I wonder if there's anybody in the room that could testify for just a moment that you are thankful that you are not who you used to be and you are not where you used to be and you are not doing what you used to do with the people you used to do it because somewhere along the line, you met a man named Jesus who came into your life uh, just in the nick of time and just as the devil was coming in for the kill, he reached in and snatched you out and he saved you. If I got any saved people, I dare you to give God a crazy praise uh, to show him that you're thankful you're saved oh come on somebody I know that I know there's some people that can testify you are thankful you're saved uh, where would you be if he had not saved you what would you still be stuck in what would you still be doing what would you still be addicted to but nevertheless my friends that is not who you will ever be again why because the blood of Jesus is over your life and you are saved I could preach it all night long because you should have seen me before he saved me. There was nothing worth saving. There was nothing worth that anybody would ever want to. In fact, when everybody ran away and I looked over my shoulder, he was the only one that kept running to me when everybody ran away. And I'm thankful he saved me. But my friends, I didn't come for that side of faith tonight. Because if you know faith and you've done faith long enough, you'll realize that like a coin that has two sides, faith has two sides. There is the side which is glamorous, but then there is the side that nobody wants to talk about because the truth is when God first saved you, he saved you from. But that's not the only thing he did when he saved you. He didn't just save you from. If you flip the coin over, you'll realize that he also saved you for. 
Oh, y'all too quiet on me tonight. I'm going to preach it like I feel it. Because the truth is, yes, he saved you from sin. But the only reason he saved you from sin is because there is a purpose and a destiny. And there is an anointing. And there is a calling on your life. And God did not just save you from sin. He saved you for a purpose. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that if you're not dead, God's not done. Oh, y'all missed what I said. I said, if you're still breathing, God is not finished with your life. You're not what they did to you. You're not what they said about you. You're not what your daddy did and your mama did. You're not what your granddaddy did and your grandmama did. The truth is, the reason you're still here is because God preserved you and he still has a plan for your life. And it would be foolish tonight to think that you could switch over from save from to save for and not realize that the moment you did, you would become a threat. A threat to who? A threat to the forces of darkness that once called you an ally. That once called you a friend. It would be foolish to think that you could switch teams, change dance partners, jump over the line and switch in your faith and realize that in this life, realize that when you did that, you would have a little bit of trouble. Because the side of faith that I came to preach about for just a little bit is the side of faith that no preacher likes to preach about. It's called trouble. See how quiet it just got? Because there's some saints in this room that can testify to the fact that if you do this thing called faith right, there's going to be some days you're up and there's going to be some days you're down. There's going to be some days you got it together. And there's going to be some days everything seems like it's falling apart. Come on, talk to me in this room. There's going to be some days you're happy and some days that you're sad. Because you can't do this thing called faith and not run into a little bit of trouble. But what if I told you tonight that trouble isn't really trouble? What if I told you that trouble's not an attack? Trouble, my friends, is a compliment to your anointing. Oh, yeah. I said, trouble is a compliment to your anointing. If you want to know how anointed you are, look at the kind of stuff you got to fight in your life. Oh, I'm talking to some warriors in the room who've gone through some stuff. Uh, and I came to tell you, the devil wants you to think that all it is is trouble, trouble, trouble. But if you would just look a little bit deeper, you'd realize it ain't trouble, trouble, trouble. It's glory, glory, glory. Anointing, anointing, anointing. Favor, favor, favor. Power, power, power. If I got anybody who's been through something, who knows who you really are I dare you to give God a crazy praise right now just to let every devil know I know who I am trouble trouble lurks lurks it looks to find but in the kingdom of God if God allows trouble please know the only reason he allows trouble is because trouble isn't really even trouble in the kingdom because in the course called the kingdom, in this thing called purpose, in the classroom called purpose, actually trouble is God's greatest professor. Am I helping anybody tonight? I said trouble is God's greatest professor because there were some things you would have known, never known about you and you would have never known about God had you not gone through a little bit of trouble. 
Some of you would have never known the strength you had deep down on the inside of yourself had they not broken up with you, had they not talked about you, had they not walked away from you. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Some of you would have never known the kind of intestinal fortitude you really had if people didn't turn their back and do what they did. Some of you would have never known God was a healer if you never had a little bit of sickness. You would have never known that God is the God of breakthrough had you ever been in a place where you were broke down. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Talk to me in this room. Some of us would have never known. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that if God lets it happen, it's only because God's going to use it. Oh, to show himself strong in your life. That's the praise you don't hear. That's the praise you don't see. We praise God when it's good, when it's right. But let me tell you how I know you're growing up in God. It's when you can be in trouble and still come to church on a Wednesday night and still stand with your hands lifted and still throw your head back and still jump a little bit and still shout a little bit and still tell that devil, greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. And if God be for me, who can be against me? I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I dare somebody to rise up and let God know you get what he's talking about and I might be going through it, but you are with me every step of the way. Shout like you know I'm telling the truth. Don't you know that confuses hell? When hell has brought their greatest attack and you're still serving in kids ministry, you're still leading a small group, you're still standing up and saying God is good, 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 because oh, hell gets nervous when God's people grow up. Now I know, now, cool, can I keep preaching just a little bit? Now I know why David said, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David said, I would never have known the height of my mountain without understanding the depth of my valley. That if God lets me walk through a valley, it's only because he wanted me to keep walking. Y'all missed it. Because some of us have set up camp in a valley and we are living in something we've been called to walk through. Preach, Pastor Josh, that was good right there. We are living in stuff God has called us to walk through. We are living in pain and trauma and situations and circumstances that God has asked his people to continue to move forward. And I know sometimes it's hard, but every once in a while, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, in front of the other, knowing that, oh, hallelujah, if I can keep walking, there is a table prepared for me in the presence of my enemies, and my cup is about to run over. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that when trouble comes, trouble is temporary if you know how to handle trouble. The life of the believer is not trouble, trouble, trouble. It's not issue to issue to issue. That if you do faith, you're gonna have trouble. But if you serve God, you'll still end up going from glory to glory, to glory, to glory. To glory, 2020, 2021, 2022, glory, 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 glory. 
In fact, I prophesy over this church. This church is about to move from glory to glory to glory to glory that after these meetings this church will never be the same there is a move of God about to hit this region like you have never seen before and if you're all in on the move of God shout like you know it's true Pastor Josh why would you take all that time in your introduction (laughs) to talk to us about faith and glory and trouble. Because ladies and gentlemen, this is the substratum of the text I bring before you. Because nobody knows glory like the Apostle Paul. Oh, nobody knows signs and wonders and miracles. Damascus Road experiences, third heaven experiences. But the same man that knows glory is also the same man Who knows prison cells? And pain, y'all ain't saying nothing. And trauma, and knows what it's like to be beaten and left for dead, stoned and left for dead. The same man who's here one day knows what it's like to be down here the next. And when we come into the text I bring before you, he is about to step into the greatest level of glory he has ever stepped into. And right on cue, Right on cue, the man who is about to come into everything God has promised gets hit with something he didn't even see coming. Because it's one thing to get hit with something you might have seen coming. Oh, come on, real people. But it's one thing to get hit with something you have no reference point for. And the truth is, if we were all honest about 2020, nobody saw what we were about to get hit with. Nobody saw the stuff that this, this virus would do and this, this thing called COVID would do. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. Yet, 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 coming back to the text, Paul says, I'm in the middle of getting there. And right on cue, Paul gets hit with something that he has no reference point. He is shipwrecked. The whole ship is about to go down. And yet Paul finds himself still being able to make it to the shore. Why? Because he understood the value of holding on to the pieces in crisis. Hmm. holding on to the pieces in crisis because what if I told you a little bit of Jesus still goes a long way oh that's not for everybody but that's for somebody who walked in the room tonight with a lot going on in the background of your life that's for somebody who has a bunch of crazy stuff happening in your family that you don't have an answer for crazy stuff happening in your body in a doctor's report but all you know is you just got this little piece uh, this little piece of faith this little piece of Jesus and I came to tell the whole church tonight if you got a little piece of Jesus you still got everything you need to make it to where you're called to be I wish I had somebody that would give God some praise uh, that even though there's just a piece, uh, a piece of Jesus is greater than an ocean of trouble. And the Bible says that Paul, oh, can I preach it tonight? Paul pulls himself up on pieces and he gets on the shore. And when he comes onto the shore, he just makes it. Oh, he just makes it. And when he does, he pulls himself up into point number one of my message tonight. For all you note takers, point number one, he pulls himself up into the provision of God. Because standing before him, sitting before him, kindled before him is a fire that he didn't build. Because sometimes it takes affliction to get a revelation 
of real provision. Let me put it in your world. Sometimes God has to take everything you thought you had to have so you can finally realize that he's all you really needed. Sometimes God will strip you down to nothing just so you finally realize that he wasn't your source and she wasn't your source and the boss wasn't your source and that wasn't your source. Sometimes God takes it all just so you can realize that the only thing you really need to move forward in faith and get to where God has called you to be is Christ and in Christ alone. Is there anybody that can take about 10 seconds and praise God for the provision that he's given you in your life the provision of God is profound the provision of God is prolific you do know that you drove here in the provision of God yes you did I, I, I know you got a donut wheel on it I know the engine don't quite work right you got to start it stop it start it stop it start it stop it on the third time I know I know but nevertheless if you drove here tonight you drove in the provision of God the clothes on your back that you're wearing right now are the provision of God in your life. The breakfast you ate and the lunch you ate and the dinner you might eat in a few, in a few minutes or hours is the provision of God in your life. Can, can I be real deep? That last breath you just took is the provision of God in your life. What am I trying to tell you? That it is only by the will of God that your heart is still pumping and your blood is still running and that all oh, that you've got a mind to think. And I wonder if there's anybody who would take that same breath he gave you and turn it around and let everything that has breath praise God for every provision in your life. Oh, come on, church. I dare somebody to thank him for every blessing, for every time he came through, for every time he showed up, for every time he did what nobody could do. God is a good provider. And, and, and pastor, you know what amazes me? It amazes me. I travel all across, all across the world. I've traveled all across the world. I've, I've preached in some of the biggest pulpits and stages ever. It amazes me that God can work so good and get such little credit. It shocks me that he could be the one sustaining and upholding your existence and we still have the audacity to stand in worship like this. It's amazing that he could bless you and on the very same day he blessed you, you still treat it like it was God's. It was a blessing to God that you came to church tonight. The devil is a liar. God is looking for a people all over again who understand that I will come into his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I don't even need a praise band. I don't need singers. I just got to look back at the last blessing that God blessed me with and that's enough for, how, for us to have revival on, for us to have church on. Come on, if there's anybody who's thankful for provision, one last time, give God a shout of praise to let him know how grateful you are. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God is a good provider. Can I go deeper? <laughs> the God who provides the fire for Paul. Paul stumbles into the provision. But the next time we see Paul, we see Paul doing something absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's, it's absolutely 
crazy what we see Paul doing next because when we catch Paul next, we see Paul gathering sticks for a fire God provided. Why? Because God knows how to start a fire, but it's your job to sustain the fire God starts. It is the nature of fire to go out. I'm going to say it again. It is the nature of fire to go out. Therefore, when God starts it, especially when it was his provision that started it, that it is a responsibility of believers to start and to sustain the thing God starts. In other words, when we see you, we ought to see you picking up sticks every once in a while to make sure your fire don't go out. So before you blame the pastor and the staff and the worship set and the people and the location and the weather, make sure you've gathered all the sticks so that your fire can still be burning. Well, Pastor Josh, are you saying you want us to pick up actual sticks? No, no, no. I'm talking about spiritual sticks that God does. Because every time God gets ready to do something uh, that's miraculous in your life, he doesn't just start the fire. He also sets the sticks. God wants you to succeed. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said, God wants you to succeed. Uh, He wants his fire to burn in your life. Uh, He wants there to be a move of God somewhere in America that the whole country can take notice of. But there's got to be a people who don't just see fire uh, and don't just look at circumstances. They can look at circumstances and still get sticks. Pastor Josh, what's a stick? A stick is a lyric in a song. It's an exhortation. It's a prayer moment in your car on a Tuesday morning. God always knows how to give you some sticks. And if you can learn in your life in 2021 how to pick up the sticks, I can tell you this, your fire will never go out. Paul said, I will sustain the fire God starts. I have made up my mind. I won't be in your fire I got a fire of my own to deal with. And so Paul begins to gather some sticks for his fire. But right in the middle of gathering what he needed, he got what he didn't want. Because anytime you start gathering something big for God, God wants you to get the stick. The enemy wants you to get the snake. Because hidden in every bundle of sticks is a snake. You need Bible? Let me give you Bible. Jesus is gathering 12 and gets Judas. That's why in 2021, you're going to have to learn how to purge your pile every once in a while. You're going to have to learn how to look in the bundle and see it for what it really is. Well, Pastor Joshua, how do I ever see it for what it is? How will I ever make the determination in my life what a stick and what a snake? I would tell you, get it around the fire and you'll find out. Oh! Don't miss what I just told you. I said, if you want to know what it really is, don't keep it in the dark. Don't date in the dark. Don't marry in the dark. Don't do this job thing in the dark. Don't do friendship in the dark. If you want to see who they are and what they are, pull that thing around the fire of God because it's the fire of God that will always reveal the nature of a man. 
Am I talking to anybody at faith tonight? Paul said something in here doesn't belong and he began to pull it closer and when he pulled it closer, what was hidden in the pile revealed itself. I got a three-year-old little girl. Come on, somebody. I got a three-year-old little girl. I'm gonna say it a thousand times. I waited a long time to be a daddy, y'all. Come on. And even now at three, I've told, I told my wife this. I said, I'm trying to teach her, I'm trying to teach her how she should date at three. I, I, even at three, I'm going to try to be the standard so that you don't have to guess what the standard is. That, that if she wants to know what a man really is, she ain't got to, know, look, she ain't got to look no further than daddy because daddy's going to treat her like a, come on somebody, he's going to treat her like a man's supposed to treat her. That way when that joker rolls up, she can say, you ain't like my daddy, you ain't like my daddy, you ain't like my daddy. But here's what I'm going to tell her. She don't even know what, I'm, what we're going to do this, even though she's sitting right there. This is what we're going to do. I told Natasha, I said, when that first boy that she kind of likes comes in and says, can I date your daughter? I'm going to say, yeah, y'all can date him. Here's what I want you to do, Josh. I want you to take him. I want you to take him to a fire baptized, <laughs> Holy Ghost, Pentecostal, <laughs> charismatic service, kind of like the one we at tonight. <laughs> And I want you to let that Holy Ghost drop right in the middle of the service. And when that Holy Ghost drops, I want you to turn and look. And if he starts squirming, baby, he's a snake. Because, oh, because in 2021, you ain't got time to date snakes, hang with snakes, be with snakes. You got to get with some sticks, baby, that fuel your fire. If you know what I'm talking about, somebody give God some praise for the sticks he's about to bring in your life. Because we don't have time in this season to be hanging with people, loving everybody. But just because we call to love everybody doesn't mean I'm supposed to connect with everybody. I got to be careful about what I connect with uh, because I know if I connect with the right one, oh, one can put a thousand, but two can put 10,000. If two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst. And whatever we bind shall be bound. And whatever we loose shall be loose. Give me some sticks in 2021. And I'll do some damage for the kingdom of God. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? And Paul Paul, Paul, Paul understood that he must purge the pile. And the moment, the moment he brings the pile close to the fire, the Bible says that all of a sudden the serpent, because there's nothing snakes hate worse than heat. Let me be spiritual. There's nothing worse that demonic spirits hate than the fire of God. Don't be shocked when people start manifesting stuff whenever you get a real revival. If you want a real revival and you want it to look cute and pretty, it ain't gonna be real revival. Real revival looks messy, why? Because the minute we get real fire, we'll chase every devil, we'll chase every disease, we'll chase every generational curse right about your life uh, and you'll be free and who the sun sets free is free in. Paul brings it to the fire. Oh, I got to hurry. And when he brings it to the fire, right as he's pulling it out, the snake manifests itself, shows itself, reveals itself, and latches onto Paul. Which brings me to point number two. 
I am thankful for the provision of God, but perhaps I am more grateful for the protection of God. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that could thank God for his protection in your life. I wonder if there's anybody that could take a 10 second praise break and thank God for every time he protected you, every time the disease didn't get you, every time the car accident didn't kill you because there were some things that had your name on it and God protected you. And we're always good at praising God for what we saw God protect us from. But can I tell you, God is so good that there were some things about to hit your life uh, and before it got to you, God got to it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That before the snake bit you, God strangled the serpent and there are some things you never saw. And I know you just praise God for what you saw, but is there somebody that's mature enough in God that can give him a crazy praise for everything you didn't see that God protected you from? Somebody give him praise right now. Come on, is I said praise him for everything, everything. Let him know I'm grateful. I didn't even see it, but thank you, Jesus. I didn't even know you did it. Thank you, Jesus. God is a protector. I could bring somebody on this side and tell them to, to praise God about provision and they would shout and lose their mind over provision. But I could bring somebody out from this side and tell them to praise over protection and they would outshout provision. Why? Because you had to go through something to realize that God really is who he says he is. Oh, come on, somebody. You had to walk through some stuff uh, to realize that when God said it, it just isn't in the book. Uh, it was in the book so it could be in your life uh, and in your mind, in your heart. God is who he says he is. And I'm thankful for the protection of God. And before I make this spiritual, let me make it practical. When I first started traveling and preaching, there was a lady in our ministry, she, she just loved what God was doing, and she said, can I take pictures? And I said, absolutely, you can take pictures. So she would travel with us and take pictures. One day she came into church, and she was upset. She said, Pastor Josh, she said, you know that picture I took of you last night? I said, yeah, it was a great picture. She said, I'm worried. I said, why are you worried? She said, this morning when I woke up and I traced the picture, I found it on a witches and warlocks website. They had gotten the picture and they had posted it to their site and they said, pray against this young man. He's a threat to the forces of darkness. He's, he's a threat to what we want to accomplish. She looked at me and she panicked and she said, are you scared? I said, no ma'am. I am not scared. I said, let them throw cat urine up under my doorstep. Yet let them work their hex. Let them do their root. Do they not know I got a root too? I got the root of Jesse and the seed of Abraham and the blood of Jesus on my side. And no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And if anybody's thankful for the blood, you ought to give God the greatest praise. You've given him all night long. I know it's old school preaching, but I came to tell somebody the blood still works. The blood still works. The blood still works. You want to know what kept you in 2020? It was the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. It was the blood, the blood of Jesus. One more time, shout if you're thankful for the blood that reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley, and covers a multitude of sin.
In fact, in fact, you should never apologize for being grateful for the blood. If, you, if it makes you cut loose every once in a while, don't apologize. Tell them, say, don't judge me, join me. And Paul experiences the provision of God. And he experiences the protection of God. But as somebody comes to play, I know what some of you Bible people are saying. Pastor Josh, I know all that protection stuff preaches good. But I thought you said Paul got bit. How is being bit protection? And I would tell you that my friends, you have confused the proximity of the bite with the prosperity of the bite. Because it's not, oh, it's not that God won't let you get bit every once in a while. Oh, come on, somebody. It's not that God won't allow you to take a hit every once in a while. But please know, my friend, he might let the snake bite you but he will not let the venom kill you. That's for every person in this room, standing in this room with a serpent hanging off of your arm tonight, going through something crazy and hard, and you're going, the devil's whispering, this is how it's got to be forever. You're going to have to live with this. And I dare you to look at that devil and say, the devil is a liar. God is about to move in my life and awaken Which leads me to point number three. It's in one moment the whole narrative of the text changes from provision and perspective, watch this, to Paul's perseverance. Because let me tell you how a real move of God sustains itself through people who know how to persevere. It's not that we are perfect people and that's why we are receiving a move of God. Come on, somebody. It's not that we have it all together. That's what makes the move of God happen. Let me tell you what makes a move of God a move of God. When a people who are beautifully broken come into a room with serpents hanging from their arms and they stand in the midst of everything and still say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The greatest move of God you will ever experience is when you make up your mind that this will not win. That the trial will not win, the pain will not win, the trauma will not win, the circumstance will not win. I know it killed other people, but it will not kill me. Come on, somebody. I know it took other people out, but it's not going to take me out. I'm going to stay standing in perseverance. And Paul is persevering. Why does Paul have to persevere? And I hear preachers preach this text and they love the serpent and they love the fire and they love all that. But let me tell you, in this moment of perseverance, the reason why God let Paul persevere is not because of the fire or the serpent or because of Paul, but because there are some barbarians in the background. Standing at a distance, peering through the trees, wondering if this Paul's God is who he says he is. 
Why does God put your pain on a platform? Why does God let pain go public? Because your pain is never about you. If I don't preach anything else, that should set you free. Because there are people in your life, watch this, who can't see your God. And they can't see your faith. Sometimes the only thing a lost world has to look at to determine if faith is real and if God is real is how you handle your trouble. Are you going to fall down and die? Are you going to quit? Are you going to run back to who you used to be? Are you going to give up? Are you going to fade to the background? Are you going to stand there and say, I'm going to keep on working and keep on serving and keep on praising and keep on dancing and keep on shouting and keep on teaching and keep on preaching. I know I got a serpent, but watch me keep doing this with the serpent. If you're going to do it, come with me because I ain't stopping. I'm not quitting. I'm still moving. This is an awakening. And Paul perseveres. I'm done. He perseveres. Ah, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this room. He perseveres. And right on cue, God says, Paul, thank you for your perseverance. I let the enemy bite you in public because my plan is to embarrass him in public. Maybe this side got that. If it happened in public, I'm going to let you embarrass the enemy in public. And COVID-19, you demonic spirits sent from hell, I came to tell you, you might have tried to take the church out. You might have tried to shut the people of God up. But here's a word from the Lord. You tried to attack us in public. But we just about to embarrass you in public with the greatest move of God that this church and this world has ever seen. If I'm talking to you, shout, 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 shout. So Paul, here's what you gotta do, son. When I tell you, shake that snake. Oh, hallelujah. Shake that snake. And the Lord sent me tonight to tell some of you, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. And I dare somebody who's got a little bit of faith to lift up one hand and shake off every disease shake off trauma shake off a circumstance shake off negativity and somebody who's going to shake it give God the greatest praise you've given him Shake it till you can worship like you want to worship. Shake it till you can preach like you want to preach. Shake it till you can serve like you want to serve. Shake it, shake it, shake it. You want a word from the Lord? Here's your word from the Lord. Shake that snake loose off you. I'm going to give you 10 more.
more seconds. Uh, I'm going to give somebody time just to get free. Uh, I'm going to give you... Some of you have had issues for years. Uh, you've had problems for months. Uh, you've had stuff attacking you for decades. The devil is a liar. Shake that snake loose. I dare you to close your eyes and do it. Just close your eyes and do it. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost about to take this place over. Shake that snake loose. Can I obey the Lord? I'm going to finish this message right here. Y'all feel him? He's here. I just heard the Lord say there are people that have had diseases for years. You hear me about the Holy Ghost? You've struggled with ailments and sicknesses for years. And the enemy has told you, you will have to learn how to manage the sickness. And you're going to have to learn how to live with the sickness. But while I was shaking it right there, I heard the Lord say, he's about to deal with these diseases that have been around over a long time. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if I'm talking to you, this praise is just for you. I dare you who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to you, shake off that disease that said it's, oh, I feel the anointing. Crohn's disease be gone in Jesus' name. Uh, sciatica be gone in Jesus' name. I loose the glory in the presence of God right now. Let me finish this while you're all standing. Stay standing, I'm done. Paul shakes the serpent loose, don't miss it, into the fire. And I could close the text and be done, but I would not do the text justice. Because perhaps the most powerful part of this text is the revival that takes place because of it. Because those same, hey, I feel the anointing, y'all. Huh. Because those same barbarians who were full of questions, trying to figure out, is he going to live or die? Is this going to go to harm him or help him? What's going to happen? In one moment, they're saying he's going to swell up and die. Look, it ain't real. It's all that. And that's what some of the people in the background of your life are saying about God. They're saying it's not real. Look, 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 look what's happening. They're going to give up. It's not real. It's not real. But the Bible says after he shook the snake, that the same people, who said it ain't real. The text said, not Pastor Josh, said that those same people, Pastor, changed their minds. And this might be the weirdest prophetic word I've ever given, but the Lord said after tonight, because of this move of God, God said, get ready, because what comes through your life next is about to change their minds. This is not revival. What's about to happen beyond this will be what you call revival. When sons and daughters, oh hallelujah, prodigal sons and prodigal's daughters say something is real, something is different, and they bow their knee to Jesus, uh, and the Spirit of God takes over and just doesn't come in but takes the place for himself. I'm done. Slip up your hands, everybody. I feel the anointing. Why don't you just fill this room with worship for a second? Fill this room with worship. I sense the power of God in this room. 
I sense the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I can hear it breaking out. I hear people weeping. I hear people praising. The power of God is here. Come on, don't stop pressing a little deeper, would you? Provision, hallelujah. Protection, perseverance, and a change of perspective. Oh, happening in one text. That's the way this next move of God's gonna be. You're gonna see provision. You're going to see protection, you're going to persevere, and you're going to see perspective change. That's going to be the formula for this next awakening, this next move of God. Just like that, he's going to provide, he's going to protect, you're going to persevere, and he's going to change their perspective over and over and over and over and over again. Mama, I came to tell you, you better get ready. Your son's about to come to Jesus. Mama, I want to tell somebody, your daughter's going to come to Jesus. I came to tell some young person, your daddy's going to come to Jesus. It's just about to happen. So here it is. I wanted to finish this message right there, but the Lord said, did I miss, he said, Josh, you missed the most important part. Because the truth is, my friends, I painted this whole text on the backdrop of Paul's trouble. The whole thing I preached is on the backdrop. And right as I closed my Bible, God said, Josh, you were so busy looking at the backdrop that you missed the centerpiece. Because there is a centerpiece always that God always puts in the middle of crisis. He has done it since Acts 2, and he has done it. He is doing it even now. Because if you look at this text, the one thing that is constant in the provision, the protection, the perseverance, and the perspective change, there's one thing that's constant. Are you hearing me? It is the fire of God. That everything that happens in this text oh. happens all around. And I came to tell you prophetically that if you want what God has next, you will not be able to receive it anywhere else other than being all around the fire with every head bowed and every eye closed. Some of you in days gone by were acquainted with the fire of God. You were acquainted with the presence of God, encounter after encounter. And perhaps somewhere along the way, you lost the burn. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly Podcast. Thanks for joining with us in our pursuit of getting closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.